up, Fight Freaks and Geeks? It's been a hot second, but welcome to another episode, the comeback episode of Two and a Half Fighters. It's your boy, Jufu Gazi, as usual, with the brother Keek, and your boy Mills. The classic trio is back. Today, we have a special episode for you guys. We're going to be breaking down some awards for the last year that just passed, 2019, jumping into 2020 hot. So we're going to have some categories. We have seven categories for you today. We're going to talk about all the good stuff that happened in the last year. And uh, yeah, that's about it. So before we get started, though, Mills has uh, something to say, an exciting new uh, announcement. Well, first of all, Ju, why don't you close that goddamn door? We're trying it's to do a goddamn door, podcast man. here. We're trying to do a goddamn podcast for <laughs> folks here in 2020. I don't know if you're having any door installation problems, but I know a guy who goes you up indefinitely. And I don't have those issues because I'm always taking my, my golly gummies in the morning. I'm taking this new thing, this new vitamin. The heck I'm is a, a golly guy. Golly gummy. These golly gummy, man. Golly nutrition. I am not a guy who takes any supplements. I train natural every single day. Anyone could, anyone could back me up on that. But Dolly mm-hmm. Nutrition is our first sponsor for Two and a Half Fighters. It's not, it's a great thing for 2020, and this is the world's first apple cider vinegar gummy. It is vegan, gluten free, organic, non GMO, and we're really happy to be part of of their team. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of back and forth, but we're so happy to be part of them. Uh, I've been taking the supplement for two months. It helps me tremendously, especially when I'm training, uh, when, I'm, when I'm trying to cut weight, when I'm dieting at the moment. Uh, they actually helped me in the last two months. I actually weighed about 194, 195, and weighed myself this morning. I'm at 176 pounds. Um, wow. Obviously, you know, uh, we came to the training and dieting, but they helped me so much every morning taking my gummies. So, uh, thank you so much, Golly Nutrition, for being part of our new team here at Two and a Half Fighters. And that's just the start of 2020 for us, boys. Sounds good to me, man. When can I get my hands on some of these gummies? Fuck. Get your hand on those gummies tomorrow, baby. We just got them picked up. We're gonna we're gonna do some things. I just finished mine, so we have a big month's worth supply that we're all gonna gonna take, and it's gonna be uh, phenomenal. Beautiful. Sounds good. All right, so uh, welcome along, Golly Gummies. Now we're going to jump into this Two and a Half Fighters 2019 award show. So it was a hell of a year, huh, boys? Oh, yeah. A lot of year, a lot of good fights, knockout submissions. I mean, any everything you wanted in this year of MMA, you got it. So I think yeah. our first category, we'll start, off, we'll start off a little short and sweet here with the newcomer of the year. A lot of uh, a lot of great breakout stars with some big potential. So first we have, and your nominees for the award are Cyril Gane, yep. from Paris, France. Jarzinho Rosenstruck. Jake Hager, former WWE star. Charles Air Jordan. Yep. And Sodiq Youssef. So Mills, why don't you start us off on uh, who you think would take this one? That is a crazy thing. Uh, we we also have to put in the nomination with that a female combatant that's actually fighting, I believe, this weekend. Is she fighting this weekend? No, she just fought a couple of weeks ago. Did she? I'm trying. I'm confused if she if she fought. We were, we were talking sure. about her yesterday. We were talking about her yesterday, uh, Jufugeza, and I'm I don't know why I'm I lost with her name. 
maybe you could refresh my mem. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but what's your, what's your yeah, name? I'm not that sure. <laughs> she just won. All right, we will go to Chris oh, and Kayla uh, Harrison. Dad. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. No, not Kayla Harrison. No, not Kayla Harrison. How how dare you? No offense to Kayla Harrison there, but no. No, because she's not really a newcomer. Um. We'll get back to that. We'll go yeah, go we'll Chris, and I'll, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna All look right. on this. Yeah, take a look. All right. In my opinion, I would think the newcomer of the year would have to be Jarzinho Rosenstrauch, only because he started off the year fighting people like Alan Crowder, Andre Arlovsky. People, well, Andre Arlovsky is a popular name, but the others, not even ranked barely. And he finished off the year with knocking out Alistair Overeem and in a crazy knockout, which was completely, what, what, what was that? Like in the last two minutes of the last round or something? And now he's fighting Francis Ngannou, which is fucking insane. So, yeah, I would have to say Jarzinho, going from almost a nobody to somebody who's close to that heavyweight title. Sure. You guys? Mills, you want to weigh in with, with your pick for uh, newcomer of the year? Ah, well, oh, well, obviously, I'm just a freaking <laughs> idiot. But Macy Barber, if she no, is the newcomer of the year... I'm, you know what? I'm kind of shocked you guys not even remembering for myself. But, Macy yeah, I got to put her in those... I gotta put her in those uh, nominations, but oh man, this is—it's it, a very tough category. Um, obviously, uh, Jarzinho is probably one of the best for that. You know, a year ago we didn't know where he was, and now he's ranked number five in the heavyweight division. That's mm -hmm. super impressive. Uh, if you're talking about like stats like that, you probably have to give it to him. He's probably the biggest star because he came from absolutely nowhere and now is ranked at the top five of the deadly heavyweight division. Macy Barber is uh, is someone I like. She's going to be a rising star. And we're actually very blessed that this weekend we actually get two of them. We get Sodiq Youssef, which I am yeah. crazy about. This guy is a knockout artist. His last fight was super competitive. He got knocked down, came back. Um, Macy Barber obviously is, is one of the phenoms. And the, the mention of Cyril Gane and um, uh, Charles Joban, like, those guys are from TKO. They came to fight from Montreal, so uh, the biasness of them being in nomination is amazing. But I think I got to give it to Chris, man. I think I would probably get the boy uh, Jardinio in there. I think he would win this award since where he is on, on uh, the rankings. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to argue with that one, man. Big, biggie boy. Jarzinho Rosenstrock, I will go unanimous on that one, our winner. I'm just going to tally him up, maybe give him a little shout-out. Jarzinho Rosenstruck and knocks out Overeem with four seconds left, losing all four rounds yeah. decisively. I mean, what a great year for him. Can't wait to see what he's going to do against Francis. So that's one in the book. Let's move on to our next category, a tough one. Oh, my God, this one's tough, boys. I got to warn you in advance. Upset of the year. Oof. There's so many upsets. I mean, just in terms of odds, you know, some fights go one way versus who yeah. the favorite was, but they're not necessarily upset. So this is just a list. If you want, again, Mills throwing in uh, Macy the Future Barber there. Keek, you too, if you want to throw in anything that we forgot, just go yeah, ahead. But sure. the nominees for upset of the year are Henry Cejudo knocking out TJ Dillashaw, Kamaru Usman beating Tyron Woodley to win the UFC welterweight strap, Whaley Zhang knocking out Jessica Andrade, Timothy knocking out Eddie Alvarez, in one FC. 
Henry Corrales viciously KOing Aaron Pico. Some other honorable mentions. Volkanovski beating Max Holloway. And Anthony Pettis knocking out Wonderboy Thompson. A lot of good fights. A lot of big fights. A lot of big wins. Keek, why don't you start us off again with the upset of the year? Well, for me, the upset of the year is always one of the best categories because it's one of the reasons why I love MMA so much because there's so many upsets compared to other sports. Um, this was the one I had the most trouble with, I had to admit, because all of those that you read me, like I would think Weili Zhang beating her, it's not really an upset because she was really good. Same with Usman beating Tyron Woodley. Was it a huge upset? Not particularly gigantic upset, but in my opinion, Usman beating Woodley in the fashion that he did, where Woodley seemed like helpless, it seemed like he couldn't do anything, like he was stuck in mud, and Usman just put a beating on him for five rounds so spectacularly. Again, not the biggest upset, uh, but I think out of those, that would have to be the one that really shocked me, especially given that Usman's been looking really good too these days. Yeah, I would have to say Usman, but it's not definitive. That was a hard one for me to choose. What about you, Mel? Well, I'm just here sipping my glass of wine, and I'm just reminiscing about 2019. God damn, it was a great year. Uh, those really nominees, Juf, those not the nominees, Jufugays are are great. Um, I I like them all, and I feel like a jackass that I gotta mention one one upset that it bothered me. I it it still bothers me today. Is that how the hell did Corey Anderson knock out Johnny Walker? How the yeah. hell? How the that hell did that happen? <laughs> that was something like, you know, Kamaru Uzman dominating Woodley for five rounds. Like, no one would have predicted that. No one would have predicted that. Uzman winning. There's obviously a couple of guys who had a feeling, who knew, you know, the type of wrestling, type of striking. That that made sense. The Suhudo KOing TJ. TJ, you know, went down at 125. Um, he kind of slipped and got hit in the head. Like... It was kind of like he didn't knock him out clean enough for it to be like a crazy knockout. It was more like when the fight ended, everyone was like, ah, well, did TJ get like knocked out stiff? It, he stumbled, got back up, the weight. There's a lot of excuses mm-hmm. for, 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 for that one. And, and, and a lot of people are going to put it on that Zhang uh, knocking out Andrade is the biggest upset. But what Chris said is, and for a lot of people who don't know, this girl came into UFC with a staggered record. She is high level. She's one of the highest level female fighters that we have on our roster now. So for her knocking on Andrade is just an exclamation point to this this girl was always serious. And for her hardcore fight fans, they they knew that from day one. Um, Pico is the type of guy that we knew. He, he's been getting knocked out a lot. So him getting knocked out again was like, all right, it's kind of routine. But when Johnny Walker got knocked out by Corey Anderson... And no disrespect to Corey Anderson, but you're Corey Anderson. You got you knocked out Johnny Walker, which arguably everyone thought that he was gonna be fighting Jones this year for a belt, and now that kind of derailed him. So, I it's not. I would probably say that as the biggest. I I was so sure that Walker was gonna just put it on Corey Anderson and him Me getting too. knocked out. <laughs> oh, oh my God, that was. Uh, I think that's spectacular. My yeah, that's a good one. That's a, that's a good one. So uh, I'm gonna have to. Play the tiebreaker here. I'm going to have to agree with Keek on the Kamaro Usman beating Tyron Woodley. I mean, it's not the 
again, it's not that Usman beat him. It's the way he beat him. I mean, going into the fight, I was thinking, okay, what's he? Gonna, what's Usman going to do? Can't wrestle with Woodley. Woodley's the better wrestler. Wrong. Can't strike with Woodley. Woodley's the better striker. Wrong. Usman just completely destroyed him 50-45. I mean, not even a close fight. Woodley literally did nothing and ate, I don't know how many body shots in a row in one of those rounds, like 46 body shots without yeah, answering. against the cage. So, uh, and, uh, of course, we saw what Usman just did to Woodley, so we know he is the real deal. So looking back, you think, yeah, that's not even an upset at all. If anything, if they fought again, I give it to Usman again, no problem. But I'm going to have to go with, at the time, at the moment, I'm going to have to go with Kamaro Usman. Defeating Tyron Woodley as our upset of the year. Just just one more quickly, quickly. Not an upset of the year. Yeah. But remember when I think most people, I don't know about you, Mills, but I know Julian, one of the things he had said when Darren Till was announced to go up to middleweight, yeah. he was said to find Kevin Gastelum. Yeah. Find fight Kevin Gastelum. I was really worried for him. I think a lot of people in the MMA world were. And when he won, I was I have to admit I was pretty pretty surprised. I was pretty sure Kevin Gastelum was gonna win. Even though I really like Till, but yeah, it's never mentioned as an upset of the year because everyone yeah. knows how good he is. But I was pretty shocked when it happened. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Well, to to your point, like a lot of people were like, "Oh yeah," and especially at that point, Kelvin just fought Adesanya, yeah, five round war. So a bit of mileage went on to his career, and everyone was saying for the longest time, you know, Till is a one eighty five or he should go and wait. Uh, then he then when what Kelvin did, everyone really put a a big uh, like a big like milestone in, in KG's career so it was like those type of fights that could have gone either way so him beating him like obviously I wasn't like super shocked I was I'm a big Darren Till fan but I'm also a big KG fan too since he won the yeah. ultimate fighter I, I I said he was gonna fight for a belt and um obviously it was kind of like surprising that he won in that fashion but uh I go to your point that's not a, a big upset but it was definitely a surprise in the 185 mm. division yeah yeah, I have to agree with uh, both of you guys on that one. Let's move on to uh, some specific finishes of the year. So we're going to start with the submission of the year. A lot of good ones, a lot of crazy submissions over the year. I mean, we see a we see a beautiful submission. You know, we're lucky enough to see one probably one every event. But here were some that stood out in 2019. We have Charles Oliveira, Anaconda choke over David Tamer. Damian Maya chokes out Ben Askren. Bryce Mitchell with a second only twister in the UFC. Jack Hermanson guillotine David Branch. Misha Serkinov with a Peruvian necktie on Jimmy Crute. And some other mentions, we have Marlon Moraes choking out Rafael Asuncao. And Ovain St. Prout with a Von Prout choke again yeah. on Michael <laughs> Oleg Sierjuk. So, Mills, I'm going to start us off here with the submission of the year. Oh, man, this is... This is very tough, and uh, this is go in. We're gonna dive in deep into this, I believe, because um, you know everybody looks at a submission; they think it's very easy to do, but it's it's very complex. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Peruvian necktie and the twister. I'm gonna slightly just go into it quick, quick. Those are very high level submission moves that we're talking about here. You know, a guillotine, a rear, a rear naked choke, arm bars. Uh, even triangles are very difficult moves to to perform and to execute, but they're very basic. They're very basic in the, in a way that you know a white belt could do it, a purple belt could do it. You know, it goes through throughout the whole between uh, between those belts. But a twister is a complex move because there's various steps. 
You know, when you have a rear naked choke, you lock the legs, you play the hands, you play the wrist, you go in the neck, and you squeeze up. You know, those are like three, two steps. A twister involves five to six steps. A yeah. pleated necktie goes into four to five steps. If you mess one of those steps up, it's not like strength is going to help you. The technique is lost. You lost your edge. You lost the whole, you know, you lost the whole dynamic of the submission. Now, the Von Flute choke, obviously, he's done it before. The first time, if this was not me, they did it the first time, I would have said him. But Matt Salis, man, that's, that twister, the second ever time in UFC history was done. The twister is such a complex and beautiful submission to watch. Is when a guy's body is one end and you're dragging his head onto the other end. And if the guy doesn't submit, you have a point of like disrupting the human anatomy like it's just a crazy move i just get a massive hard on when i talk about it because it's such a crazy move so i gotta give it to him but at the same time god damn you matt you fucking missed weight you were a 148.5 it pisses me off i'm giving you this award but you deserve it good for you man yeah i'm with you on that one cake you want to weigh in on the submission of the year yeah so when it comes to submission of the year knock it of the year i tend to choose uh, a fight where things were really high at stake compared to the other fights. So, like, anyone can knock somebody out in a regular MMA fight. You see them all the time. But especially with a submission or knockout in such a high-stake fight, like for a belt, when someone was on a dog, et cetera, that's when I would choose those more. In these categories, there weren't any like this. There weren't any that were for a title fight. There weren't any, like, even for a number one contender. So I would have to go with, based on all those being eliminated, I would have to go with Bryce Mitchell's Twister, just from the fact that the Twister is so fucking cool. And even if you don't know anything about MMA or jiu-jitsu, just taking a look at the twister, you'll see how painful it looks. And also just the fact that it was the second one ever. Yeah, that's my choice for 2019 sub of the year. You, Drew? Yeah, so we got another unanimous uh, <laughs> award here. How could you not? I mean, I, fuck, Damien Maia choking on Ben. I don't know why. Just Like you said, I mean, for me, it's not really the actual submission, but it's exactly. not like the moment. And I don't know, Maya choking out Ben Askren was a crazy thing to see. But I have to go with uh, Bryce Mitchell, Twister on Max Sales. Because you kind of expected that from, from Damian Maia to submit anybody, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. that's true. Same with Charles Oliveira and a few guys on this list. You know, Yeah, that's a Night in and night out. So uh, we're going to go unanimous again. Congratulations to our boy Bryce Mitchell. If you haven't heard him, he's, he's an exciting guy. Good prospect. Mm-hmm. Undefeated. Nine of his 12 wins coming by submission. And uh, definitely keep an eye out for more submissions from Bryce in the future. Boys, on a side note, something that just that I've been thinking about lately and a couple other MMA analysts have been talking about it. Is it just me or are submissions getting less and less in, in UFC? I'm not going to say in all of MMA, but it seems as though at really high level, it seems harder to get guys in submissions. What do you guys think? Didn't it seem like there used to be way more submissions before, like in title fights and stuff, or is it just me? <laughs> Do go on. You know, that's that's a good point. I'm, I'm just out of, like, it just happens to be, I'm looking at the last event, UFC 245, Usman was coming. No submissions. Yeah, the like. card, mostly knockouts. I mean, I don't know if guys are getting just too good at defending. Better at the guard and stuff. That's what Luke Thomas says, yeah. Right? You says know, it's like, like the new wave. It's like not as submission heavy as it was well, before. look, I'm not mad at it if we're going to... Yeah, go, I don't mind. <laughs> I, know, I know all three of us here love a good submission. Of course. Probably just as much as a knockout, but uh, you're telling me people are going to bang it out. And even also, I feel like guys, now when other guys are hurt or girls are hurt, right, and you're going for the finish, 
Going for a submission, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, one example I keep, I always think of is Overeem on Stipe. He hurt him and he went for a choke. Like, who knows if he would have hurt him and ground and pounded yeah. him to death, we would have a you know a different heavyweight champ. But mm-hmm. uh, I think guys are just realizing how much more damage you could do with the striking or how much easier you could finish a fight. Other than these specialists that we're talking, I of think course. a guy like Maya, right? A guy like Oli they'll Bear, always do it. They'll always go for the subs, but. Uh, yeah, I think we are trending. I would like to pull up some stats. Maybe I'll get it for you. Yeah, crazy. You know, yeah, like even just year. think. Uh, yeah, guys like Jones, like they don't really yeah. pull off that many submissions anymore. Good point. Just, Good point. It's, yeah, it's something I've been thinking about. And Luke Thomas had a special on it, and he spoke about it too. And just goes in waves, MMA, right? Like now we're in this yeah. like extremely striking, dense, like uh, all about distance, like Volkanovski, Israel. Like that's where it's at now. I don't know. Okay, even UFC, this is crazy. Even UFC 44 and MSG, not one submission on the entire card. But we had. But, Drew, look look at the the category. Look at what you just named. The guys you just named. Like, anybody who doesn't watch MMA often, they wouldn't know any of the people you just named in submission of the year. Like, they're not really popular names. They're not like high stake fights. They're not for titles. It's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) It's nuts. What do you think, Mills? Yeah, but it's phenomenal. (laughs) We've just Mills discovered pondering you on silence. Mills is wasted over there off the wine, doesn't even know what we're talking about. He's pondering no, like, this theory. Are you blown yeah, away I'm by the lo- theory? <laughs> I'm, I'm blown away by the theory, in all honesty, because I'm thinking about it. And like you like the only guy who, who gets submissions is like like you said, like Damian Maya, Charles Olvera, um, Gunnar Nelson, Cowboy Cerrone. It's like high level, like high level yeah. guys that like when when they see a knockdown and they see it's like their mind goes into a trance of when a guy's knocked down, they're like, okay, what's easier, submission or the knockdown, uh, the knockout? And when a, a other people, the yeah. new wave is seeing, somebody's down, they're like, okay, I'm just going to beat this, I'm gonna beat the fuck out of him. Like, they're just going to go for for the knockout and just the, the adrenaline, uh, everything's going to come in. It's it's rare that you see these submission guys, and especially like um like now like we we awarded the Twister to be the submission of the year. Like uh, And the submissions you do see, it's probably going to be the same three. It's probably going to be the arm bar. It's going to be the rear naked or the guillotine. The basics. It's, it's, yeah. it's the basic thing that's going to happen. And the only time you see that is when someone's very tired or when you get like wrestlers. When you get wrestlers to, to get in there, when a guy's very tired, you know. But now, like you guys said, it's a, it's kind of a new way of, of, of fighting. Everybody's not coming in to jiu-jitsu, to a MMA as I'm a jiu-jitsu guy anymore. It doesn't work. It, like, look at the best example of that is Crone Gracie. He yeah, just fought Cub well, Swanson. Striking now that's a, a, that's a jujitsu guy, right? Like that's a be that's a jujitsu like legacy coming into to MMA, and he got involved in a brawl, and that, that's what it is when you're in MMA. You're trying to you can't just focus on jujitsu anymore. You're just going to and and going to Chris's point. You're talking about movement, footwork, distance, head movement. Um, you're 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 trying to hit all these dynamics to even come close to your opponent. And the level that we're getting, like even the the new nominees, all those guys are heavy knockout artists. Yeah. Are heavy like none of them are even submission like like none. like jujitsu practitioners. Like it's 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 a crazy age, and I I think that that's a factor too. And everybody's cardio and like um, nutrition at this point is amazing too. Every time yeah. you see a rear naked choke or guillotine, somebody's tired or they got caught or whatnot. But like. Everybody right now is not even like a fighter anymore. They're just athletes. So it's yeah. so much harder mm-hmm. uh, subbing somebody nowadays. And really to think of it, to get our mind, minds blown even more, 
wrestling isn't at a all-time low. It's just submissions. Wrestling, there's a lot of wrestlers. Just think, Khabib, Colby, Usman. The last event was, the main event was two wrestlers, even though they didn't wrestle. It's only submissions that seem to be, like, lower. And I, I guess everyone's submission defense is just way too high now. But it's striking and wrestling, that's really up there. But submissions, not as much. Anyway, I'm sure they, it's all still there. But just their defense is much higher level than it's ever been, I think. Maybe that's why. We'll see in 2020. Sure. yeah we will so yeah next I mean, category coming up, coming up with those categories like the names that i just said submission of the year remember the names you probably already forgot the names because they're not that relevant yeah compared to the knockout of the year that we're going into i mean in this category guys oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. there's two there's honestly so many and i know i missed out some people are going to be screaming at the fucking monitor saying well you forgot about this and that yeah i know there's so many beautiful knockouts but, you know, there's only so many that we can talk about. And I'll let you guys go, of course. But for me, there's only one clear winner, no matter what else happened over the year. But anyways, let's start with the nominees. There are a lot of them. I got to tell you, I didn't want to leave out some of the good ones. So, Sorry. of course, Jorge Gamebred Masvidal knocking out Ben Askren in five seconds. Valentina Shevchenko with a head kick on Jessica I. Showtime Pettis with the Superman punch to give Wonder Boy his first knockout loss ever. Douglas Lima knocking out Michael Venom Page to hand him his first loss. Mm-hmm. Jessica Andrade winning the belt via slam. Some notable mentions. Those are your, your high-level nominees. Some other notable mentions. Nico Price knocking out James Vick with an uh, upkick. Up <laughs> Jorge Masvidal again sending Darren Till into another dimension. Mm-hmm. Kevin Lee via head kick on Gregor the Gift Gillespie. Beautiful. And Israel Adesanya winning the middleweight title by knocking out Bobby Knuckles in round two. I mean, good luck with this one, boys. Mills, you want to start us off? So oh, much. From. No wrong answer. I mean, there are wrong uh, answers. But, yeah. Man, it's 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 tough because there's so many, like, like like to to anybody even listening, like, what's, what's a great knockout to you? Is it when somebody lands a shot and a guy goes stiff? Is it, like, when... It's a ground and pound beating when it's uh, like a high so level ways. kick. Yeah, is the, do, you, do you like a leg kick knockout? Do you like a high kick knockout? Do you like a body shot knockout? Like, there's so many di- like different things. That's why for this category, it's kind of hard. But like you said, there's so many. Like even the names that Drew like, listed, there's like probably 20 more that like people are going to yell. Oh, yo, you guys are fucking stupid. Fuck this podcast. Well, fuck you, motherfucker. This is like, th- this is some crazy knockouts. And we know there's so much more, but these are the ones that you know, took the level with high names, but, um, my choice, uh, for me, like a, a knockout, I, I love any type of knockout for me personally. Uh, I like more, uh, like kicks. I like head kicks. I like body kicks, uh, leg kicks. And the reason why I'm going to go with this is because there's a story to it too. Amanda Nunes knocking out Holly Holm via head kick. Now this for me is, is my favorite. No- and also goes with Valentina too. That head kick knockout is amazing but the reason why i'm gonna pick amanda nunez over that is that no offense to jessica i but jessica i's like status compared to valentina was like everybody knew so much win. yeah like valentina is the best 125er she fought nunez for 10 rounds uh you know uh, actually 13 was it uh no uh like seven seven rounds the first one was yeah. eight rounds right yeah eight rounds so like, like going into that like you knew valentina was gonna win that fight now, the thing with Amanda Nunes is that Holly Holmes' is knockout 
like move is a head kick. And there was um I, f- I even forgot where I watched it, but uh, I think it was a uh, uh, John Anik who said it that before Amanda Nunes hit the high kick, she smiled, and they asked her like Amanda, why did you smile? She's like, I saw it, I saw wow. the head kick, and like hearing that, like obviously, like w- like let's see, even if I'm sparring now, like I I never like anticipate something. I just go with kind of the reflexes, and you're just like in cruise control. But for somebody at not only a title fight. Uh, someone who's called the GOAT and being under that pressure, fighting a former champion in not only UFC, but in other organizations and in boxing to knock her out with her move. That is super impressive. And that's why Amanda Nunes is the greatest woman fighter on the planet. And that's why that's probably my, that's my favorite knockout of the year. But the Jorge Masvidal, man, like uh, I ain't sleeping on that. I ain't sleeping on you, Jorge, but God damn, I just like the story and I like the way that uh, they killed it. Yeah, that's a great pick, Mills. Keep yeah, knock out it of is. The year. For me, there's only one knockout of the year. There's only yeah. one knockout that left me speechless. Yeah. After five seconds of being speechless, I screamed at the top of my lungs. We watched it together. It launched this man into stardom. That's game-bred motherfucking Hori Masvidal. For me, that's one of the best knocks I've ever seen in my whole life, given how fast it was, how vicious it was, how he was right up in his face after... Always, uh, I just, for me, that's there's only one that stands out. Although the others were amazing choices, that's the one that stands out. Flying knee, Masvidal, what it gave to him, how it launched him into so much popularity. That's it for me. Drew, I'm guessing yours is the same. <laughs> Super necessary. Five seconds for yeah. <laughs> Of course. Come on. There's nothing else to say, dude. Yeah. This is his Five, year in general. You know? so. <laughs> Too good. Too good. But I did I did spend uh, this afternoon at a, two, a three-year-old's birthday. I did spend watching the best of 2019, all the knockouts. Yeah. And I was showing all the little kids there, all the babies. And then they asked yes. me to take it off because they thought it was too violent. I swear to God, it's a true story. And uh, one knockout that's insane is what's his, that 205, a Rakic? The knockout on Jimmy, our boy uh, Jimmy Manuel. <laughs> That knockout was fucking insane. I forgot about that one. Yeah, but he sent uh, Jimmy into retirement. <laughs> flying, yeah. Anyway. All right, so, yeah, our winner for knockout of the year. No surprise here. A lot of great nominees. No one, no one sorry to be in this category except people getting knocked out. Jorge Gamebred Masvidal with a flying knee five seconds mm-hmm. making knockout of Ben Askren. Sorry, Ben. Good night, right. Ben. Here we go. We got Fuck ourselves. You, we had submission of the year. We had knockout of the year. Now, when these things happen in a fight, or even when they don't happen and the fight goes to distance, you might have yourself a fight of the year. We have four great fights here that we were actually just talking about off air. So here they are. Your nominees for fight of the year 2019. Kelvin Gaslam versus Israel Adesanya for the middleweight belt, the interim belt. Paulo Costa versus Yoel Romero. Jesus. Kamaro Usman versus Colby Covington for the welterweight belt. And Daniel Cormier versus Stipe Miocic to the rematch for the heavyweight title. You know, for the knockout of the year, we should have mentioned Stipe. We should have mentioned... I, I know, yeah. like you said, we're, we're missing a lot of guys. Yeah. Yeah. But we should yeah. mention the fact that, like, the, the Stipe the fight, he was shot. losing... Yeah, he was losing the whole entire fight. And for you to switch up your game plan 
in a high level fight against the one of the highest level fighters and change it up to body shots and then when you see him covering down and then an onslaught like that was like i i know that our, our mind is on on jorge but that that's definitely like that's definitely nomination there too yeah for sure i agree with that completely yeah i'm with you and but that's why i mean that's why he's in our category for fight of the year because of yeah. that uh, great knockout and great ending to that fight. So, uh, Keek, you want to start us off with the uh, fight of the year? Yeah. So, originally, my fight of the year was Israel Adesanya and Kelvin Gastelum. But I switched it after the last event, which was Usman and Colby. I really, really enjoyed that Usman and Colby fight. It was so back and forth. It's everything you want in a fight of the year. Good for the casuals. Good for the hardcore fans as well. Because it was literally just punching and a couple kicks every once in a while. But yeah, I think with all the bad blood that went into it. So again, I'm trying to take this fight of the year and take the importance of it. Although Israel beating Kelvin was really important in terms of the stats and uh, leading to a title fight, I still really think that Colby and Usman fight it was for the 170 belt. It really uh, solidified Usman as being the best in the division. I think I'll go with that fight, especially that he broke his jaw, given that Colby was talking so much shit. That was that was an amazing fight. I think I'll give it to them for fight of the year. You guys, Nels. Uh, uh, I'm I'm gonna agree on Chris on this because yeah. that fight, everybody, everyone had the same question was who was gonna take who down? Exactly. Who is <laughs> the better grappler? Who is the better wrestler? And in a fight with two high level wrestlers, not one takedown was attempted. And in that fight, we talk about Colby. Yeah, he got knocked out at the end with a broken jaw. But let's give credit to Usman that in around the second or third round, he broke his hand. Exactly. He yeah. broke his hand. He kept on shooting. Colby broke his jaw in the fourth round, kept on advancing. Two guys who stood in there, gave everything they had uh, for a title shot. And the fact that you had to put that fight of the year because, you know, uh, obviously... Um, Adesanya and um, the KG fight, like the one, the one eighty five division is 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 stacked. Like you, like Robert Whitaker was a champion. Romero still there. Like there's still like a lot of players there. Whereas um, the one semi division, Usman just took that that reign over. You know when when Woodley was champion, there was a lot of guys you needed to beat. Now for Usman and Colby, like you see Usman for people who don't know fighting. They hear Usman, they hear Colby, they hear like a couple of different names in the top five. They're like, oh, like we're like, like the welterweight division wasn't as good when like George was there or when like, but then you had those two guys fight and then you're like, well, these guys have to meet again. Like you're like, the fight was so amazing that there was so much talk after the fight. You're like, these guys have to fight again. You know, who's Usman going to fight next? Who's Colby going to fight next? Like there were so many more questions about both those careers because of that amazing fight. And the cost, the cost of Romero fight was insane. Like both guys are ja- obviously uh, like I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking about this like, like even like girls. Like uh, sometimes I, I look at my fiance and we're like I'm rewatching a fight. I don't even want her to watch it because these guys are gorgeous. Their bodies, their dime pieces, those eight packs, and just that those biceps, those those, those thighs <laughs> are thick. That's like a fight that you look at. You're like, wow, these guys are are going at it, you know, but. And then we talk about, too, with DC and how Stipe came, how he changed his game plan. But the Usman Kobe fight, anyone who watches that fight, at the end of it, you're going to be standing up and you're going to be like, what the fuck was that? This is UFC, and they'll be automatically a fan. So 
I give it to Colby and Usman. Yeah, so uh, once again, I mean, you guys said it best. Any of these fights, if you guys haven't seen any of them, go watch them. Kelvin Israel, both guys rocked, dropped. Romero versus Costa, same thing. Both guys dropped in a fight. DC, DC Stipe, uh, what a crazy ending. Another one, another notable mention, Holloway versus Poirier. I feel like it could yeah. have been. Oh, wow. Forgot yeah, about that. Yeah. On the same card as Kelvin Israel, probably why it gets a little overshadowed. Had all the potential to be a fight of the year. And, you know, definitely a great fight. But uh, we're going to go again with a unanimous pick. Kamaru Usman versus Colby Covington. I mean, anything you need in a fight, we're talking bad blood. We're talking guys getting dropped. Talking guys getting rocked. Talking injuries in a fight. We're talking back and forth. Colby winning. Usman winning. 2-2 going into the fifth. Kamaro winning the round. He doesn't even need the finish. Still gets the finish. Breaks the jaw of the man who doesn't shut the fuck up. I mean, well, the, the, didn't the judges at one point going to the fifth? Two of them called it. Yeah, really some one crazy. It was tied. It was tied going to the fifth, but I mean, well, somebody judge, gave Colby all did. three rounds. Yeah, there's there was yeah there was one judge that gave Colby all three rounds. Yeah, there was one judge that had them draw going to the fifth. Yeah, and I believe there was another judge mm-hmm. who gave Usman yeah. all all the rounds. So, but the way the round was going, Usman was winning the fight regardless. Yeah, yes. And he just puts an exclamation point on it with the finish. So, beautiful finish too. Fuck, I mean, uh, dropped him twice with some straight rights. So, I'm gonna give it fight of the year. Our winner is Kamara Usman versus Colby Covington. Yeah. yeah. All right. Our second to last category here, it is an interesting one. And this one, again, very subjective. If you guys want to throw anything in, these were just some of the thoughts that I had. It's for comeback story of the year slash just overall most intriguing story that you want to come up with. So here are your nominees. We have the regaining of the heavyweight title of Stipe Miocic. Right, he was out for so long. He got obliterated by DC in round one. You're thinking, oh boy, they're gonna fight again. What's how could Stipe win? He cannot wrestle him. He cannot strike him. Obviously, comes back and wins the title. We have the resurgence of the career of Dan the Hangman Hooker, losing to Edson Barbosa in 2018. Comes back with two huge wins against James Vick and Ali Aquinta, and of course now he's fighting Paul Felder. We have another comeback story of Chan Sung Jung who got obliterated at the end of 2018 by the elbow of Yair Rodriguez. You're thinking, fuck, could this guy even fight again? Comes back with two impressive finishes, Moicano and a recent knockout win of Frankie Edgar, which puts him in a category of title contention. We have also, of course, the story of Conor McGregor, which is not a fighting story, but just his headlines all over the news for all the wrong reasons. And lastly, we have the resurrection of Jorge Gamebred, Masvidal going 3-0 and with three beautiful knockouts and winning the baddest motherfucker title and putting himself right in line for a shot at welterweight gold. Again, tough category. Guys want to throw something in, another story that you just like, you like following all year, you like paying attention to, or you think deserves some recognition. Go right ahead. Let's start off with Emil. I'm, uh, I'm tied with Stipe and Jorge. I'm tied with both those guys. Um, Jorge, obviously, his story, uh, if you don't know, then I, I really don't know how you don't know. He took time off. He went on a, a, um, a show on Univision. It was kind of like um, like Survivor. He he yeah. kind of went back in, in his past saying, 
what can I do different? It's like, well, I used to knock guys out. Like, let me do that again. And then he knocks out Askren, knocks out Till, he knocks out Diaz. And now he's in line for everything. He's in line for a money fight with Connor. He's in line for a title fight against Usman. Like, his resurgence and a guy that, you know, we all knew it was amazing to now put his foot in the door knocking to anything he wants is an amazing thing too. Stipe, on the other hand, is like, is like Drew pointed out. This guy, he... He betted everything on himself. He took the year off. He took, I think, a, a, more than a year. He took more of uh, about maybe two years off of. I'm only fighting DC. Now, if he lost against DC, what is Stipe gonna do? There's nothing for him if he lost against DC. If he lost against DC, his career was the closest thing of being over because there's no fights. You know, he lost the bell. He lost against DC twice. There's a lot of like questions surrounding the uh, around, around Stipe, but for him to put it all on the line, to lose each single round, to adjust into the fourth round, hitting to the body shots, going to the head, and let, let's be honest, being the first one to actually knock out DC clean. Yes, we know Jones knocked him out, but then he got yeah, tested. That's a but, big point. Yeah, but DC, uh, but Stipe did that phenomenally by himself. With no substances, he did it with uh, with a different style. Credit to his coach, his team. Um, but like we we knew we knew Stipe was always great. We knew he was an amazing guy. Um, Jorge came came out of nowhere, you know, three knockout. Obviously, the last fight kind of made me a little bit bitter because you know I wanted to see what what Nate could have done in the fourth and fifth, which where he's amazing. Uh, I love Jorge. I love the story. The last fight got me bitter, but I just love a guy who bets it all on his own and beats arguably one of the greatest heavyweights and 205 fighters on the planet. So I'm gonna go with my boy, Ohio stand up, Stipe. <laughs> I'm giving you that I'm giving you that that award, man. Yeah. Yeah. Going going off what uh, Mills just said, I think you have some really good points. The first one, I'll just talk about the Stipe thing a little bit. I completely agree with what Mills just said about Stipe and that rematch against DC it was a must win for him I, I was so surprised at how forgot how quickly he was being forgotten about as one of the greatest heavyweights ever it's like he just fell off the face of the earth when he lost the first time and everyone forgot about him so it was really a must win for him and you know we saw that since he finished Cormier so late but my choice for this category would have to be the resurgence or the revival of Jorge Masvidal's career. I think if anyone who enjoys MMA, they'll know that from the beginning, Masvidal was somebody who had to be taken seriously. He was almost like not just a black horse in 155 or 170, but like a black horse in MMA or like a black sheep in MMA. This was somebody who you knew was always good, but kind of never put things together right. He was missing those finishes, and that's something, Mills, I talked about it briefly, when he went on that uh, game show, that's something, since he was alone, that he, he spoke about often. Of He realized he has to start putting it together to finish guys, and as he says, bless guys, and that's what we saw this year. And what I like about his story is that not only is he, you know, he's reviving himself and his career is at an all-time high, but he got the casuals involved. You know, how crazy would a fight between Mazudan Connor B just forget just about MMA just and how popular that would be for the masses and yeah all the stuff that he did backstage punched out Leon Edwards after KOing Darren Till in England like we've never seen somebody just go up to somebody else a fighter and punch them out backstage on camera the way he did and just he's such a bad motherfucker 
I can't show anyone Hori Mazdan they wouldn't like him. You know what I mean? So, yeah, his revival and resurgence, that's my choice. So, so I'm going to have to agree with Jorge Masvidal on the pick for comeback of the year. There's nothing not to like about Jorge Masvidal. I mean, kind of like... So real. I don't, I don't want to say Conor McGregor level Different, shit, but yeah. as, as close as it gets. I mean, all the, all the quotable shit that he said oh, that man. people know what you're talking about, right? Three-piece and a soda. Super yeah. necessary, the resurrection, baptize you. I mean, these are things that you just say around MMA fans, and they know you're talking about Jorge. Uh, you know, from the way he talks to the way he dresses to the way he fights, which is the most important thing. Uh, there's nothing not to like about Jorge Masvidal. So I'm gonna have to give it to Jorge. Game bread Masvidal, the resurrection of his career, and he deserves it. You know, he's been fighting it from the streets where he's undefeated to the octagon where he went undefeated in 2019. Comeback of the year, Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. This week, one quick thing. I rewatched the Conor McGregor. UFC put it up on their YouTube. Conor McGregor versus Nate 2. I watched Conor McGregor versus Nate 1. And I watched Jorge Masvidal. I have a tape on my TV versus Nate. Oh, my God. The beating that Jorge Masvidal put on Nate. The amount of strikes Nate was absorbing like straight to the chin. His accuracy is insane, Masvidal. That is the biggest, be- besides getting KO'd by uh, Thompson a while ago, that looks like one of the biggest beatings I've ever seen uh, one fighter put on another without, Nate's chin is just fucking amazing, but his face too, he looks so hurt in that fight, might as well was fucking destroying him, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, would have loved my thoughts on it, yeah, for sure, one, but, but definitely who knows, yeah, alright guys, so final category and it all culminates into this. It is your fighter of the year. We could have, of course, done female and male fighter of the year, but we have both in this category, so mm-hmm. feel free to give your picks. The nominees are Henry the Messenger Sohudo. Okay, I'm not tri- picking him. Triple C. <laughs> nah, fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck you, him. Henry. I actually love Henry Sohudo, by the way. Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> Octave Marlon Marais and TJ Dillashaw. Anyway, yeah. yeah. All right. Jorge Gamebred Masvidal, of course, who we already spent some time talking about, went undefeated 3-0, 4-0 if you want to count Leon Edwards, getting knocked out backstage. Israel Adesanya, what a year this guy had, 3-0, knocked out of Bobby Knuckles. Amanda the Lioness Nunes retained her status as female GOAT. Kamaru the Nigerian Nightmare Usman with a monster year. Mm-hmm. And some notable mentions, Patricio Pitbull Fieri, who became the champ champ Bellator. Douglas mm-hmm. Lima, who recently beat Rory McDonald and knocked out Michael Bannon Page. Great year for him. And of course, Weili Zhang becoming the woman's yeah. strong. First Chinese, too. Yeah. First Chinese champion to bring a whole new market to the UFC, something they really needed and really love. And she's also a great personality. Follow on her Instagram. Yeah, yeah. really That's is. Awesome. Charismatic, so, another, funny. Oh, yeah. Another great category. A lot of tough decisions. Let's start it off with Keek, Fighter of the Year. Okay, most important category for me. I have to choose again because of everything I just said. Masvidal, <laughs> give it has to be world. Masvidal. Yeah, it's got to be game bread. Honestly, I won't even repeat myself, which is based on everything I just said two minutes ago. Israel is a close second. This category I find this year was really hard. Israel's a close second, also. Like Israel's fights, his especially his last fight was way more important than Masvidal's fights, in my opinion, just because he won the real belt. The BMF belt is a cool belt. It's not the real belt yet. If I don't know, that, that that's the thing. Weili Zhang, interesting, first Chinese champ, really charismatic, bright new star. 
But yeah, I would have to give it to Masvidal for sure. I would have to. Stipe also could even be put in that. Just just given on what Mills was talking about before that comeback, what an amazing comeback with all he had to lose. Even though he didn't win, he only won that one time. Still interesting because of how important that one fight was. But yeah, I'll go with uh, my boy Game Bread. Mills, it's up to you now. Uh, Matt, it's, it's like you said, it's for, for me, it's between Izzy and, Ma- and, uh, and Jorge, but Izzy won the belt. Exactly. Like that, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's the thing that's kind of like, like going to me, obviously Jorge's story and like, I'm, I'm, I'm the big, I love Jorge. I, I love him to death and I, people listening to it because I, I, I'm like voting against him in many other categories. Don't think I don't like him. I love him. Um, that whole Nate Diaz, the whole year, I, I love him. He's amazing. I admire him. I admire his style of fighting. Um, but Izzy's style of fighting is so interesting too. This guy came from Glory, came from kickboxing. Um, for him to like, I, I remember watching him on the prelims uh, like last year. He's saying I'm gonna, I'm the new dog, and I'm pissy. I'm like, I'm like, all right. I'm like, all right. This guy's gonna be fucking interesting. And then he goes to have a fight of the year uh, like candidate and knocking out Robert Whitaker in, in the second, knocking him down in the first. Winning yeah, yeah. the middleweight belt, talking to John Jones, like it's yeah, it's crazy. So and, much for him. Yeah, and the fact that the you know fighter of the year, he ended the year as a champion, a middleweight champion. Which you know, name me the former middleweight champions. All those guys are to be in in that list is is a great accomplishment. So because he became champion at the end, I have to give it to Izzy. But yeah. Jorge, like. Like if he would have won the belt, oh my god, for sure, yeah. yeah. Obviously him, but like that BMF, I love like the spectacle around it. It's not a real belt, but like I'll I'll give it to Izzy just because he won. He 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 became middleweight champion at the end of the year. Yeah, and you know it is really hard to pick because when you put it in that way, Masvidal's end of the year fight was Nate. Izzy's end of the year fight is Whitaker. Izzy, if you think of it in this way, Izzy like decapitated the fucking beast in the forest at the time. You know, he he took out the champ. Masvidal didn't. So if you think of it in that way, I guess man, I might have to change. I might have to change to Izzy actually. When you really think of it, like he took out he took out the best. When you really think of it, this is this is breaking news. I've switched my fucking pick because if you really think of it. Israel took out the best of the best in the division. You know what I mean? He's the, the new fucking... He's, he's it. He's the champ. On the other hand, Masvidal, although he gained a lot of popularity and he is really cool, and he's still... He's my favorite fighter right now. 2020 win, he's pound for pound my favorite fighter. He didn't actually beat Usman. If he would have beat Usman, for sure. I, I, I switch. It's Izzy. <laughs> yeah, I like that. He is yeah. unacceptable. Yeah, I like Jorge written down as our winner for fighters. <laughs> well, it's changed. I'm gonna have to delete it. <laughs> did, um, wait, 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 did me and Mills change your mind too? No, you did not. There is no <laughs> other answer other than Jorge Gamebred Masvidal here. I can't believe I have to give it to Israel Adesanya. Okay, wait, all right. You know, but before we we give it to Izzy, I really want to know, like, why you think that Jorge's year was better than Izzy's year? Go, I'm listening. Izzy starts the year off by sending Darren Till to another dimension in London. Yes. Cool. Leon Edwards. Talking shit backstage, eats okay, the three-piece and the soda. 
But that's not. It's not and a fight. And the soda. It's not a fight. Ah, oh, Ben Askren undefeated. Have you met Jorge undefeated in the streets? History record setting five second knockout. Yeah, Dead. for sure. Nate Diaz, baddest mother. I'll be honest. The Nate Diaz fight was the least. The thing that impressed me the least over the year. I knew as soon as they announced that fight, I said this is complete mismatch. Jorge will obliterate him, and he did obliterate him. It's the two previous fights to me that stand out, and also just his right look. I'm not shitting on Israel at all, at all. He had a crazy year. He's he's in all of our categories. Fight of the year with Kelvin, not sure, the yeah. year with Bobby. Fight of the remember, fight. remember, Izzy also fought three times. Also fought three times. Also had huge stories. Also could become one of the biggest stars. Also might fight Anderson. Beat Anderson. Beat Anderson. Might fight John Jones. And if he beats John Jones this year, well, Izzy is the new biggest star in the UFC. Unless, you know, pending what Connor does next week. So, look, of course, I'm also biased and I'm happy that Mills, you started that little rant with Izzy because I know me and my brother can fucking ride Jorge's dick until the sun comes yeah. up. So I'm it's happy almost that not fair. Got, it's almost not fair. So I'm, I'm happy that both you guys picked Israel. And in all honesty, I'm just super biased towards Gamebred. Saw him live yeah. in New York. I love everything that comes out of the guy's mouth. He's just so real from the streets to the octagon. He's been around for so long. But I'm going to take nothing away from Israel Adesanya and happily, happily yeah, give him a fighter of the year. He deserves it. Can't wait to see what he does in 2020. Hopefully fights John Jones. Well, hopefully not. Let's push it a little more. Yeah, let's see him fight Romero. Yeah. Let's see him fight Costa. Yeah, he's got some other guys. Cannoneer against yeah, Whitaker, the winner. He's got some guys. I, uh, you know, going back on your shit there, the five-round war with KG. Okay, Izzy took a little bit of a beating. Okay, the only shot that... You're right, you see? Maybe yeah, okay. I'm changing my mind again. No, I'm fucking the only crazy. shot that Jorge ate all year was to Darren Till in round one, where he dropped him real... I don't know, it was like fucking 30 seconds of the fight. It was like a fucking shock knockdown. Did not like get touched after that. Did not get touched by Ben. Did not get touched You find by... it more impressive that he came He came back, like he, he got knocked down, and then like, oh shit, this guy has like a chin to get knocked down and then come back to the fifth round, knocking him, knocking KG down twice. Like, isn't that more of a impressive thing than never getting touched? You're talking about Israel? I'm talking about Israel, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, uh, again, you nailed it. Uh, one of the things I love the most that makes me respect fighters the most is that when they get hit and they come back, that's why with fucking Khabib, I know he's so goddamn good, but I want to see him hurt. You know that shot yeah. by Michael Johnson? Everybody says, oh, that shot never fucking happened, okay? He fucking wobbled him for half a second. I want to see him hurt bad. Yeah, like hurt. John yeah, Jones not that Michael Johnson bad. shit. Yeah, yeah. 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 I want to yeah. see, like, John Jones was hurt bad against Gustafson. Exactly. Back. You yeah. need that resistance. Yeah. I need to see the resistance. I need to see how you handle it. Or you're just going to eat a shot and go to bed. I yeah. And Izzy, we saw how he handles it. And Izzy yeah. handled it like. Well, Masvidal, okay. let's be honest here. We've, he's fought so many times. I'm pretty sure Masvidal's a good champ. I'm pretty sure he can. He does. Him. Yeah, he, he does, does for sure. Yeah. Till dropped. He, yeah. And you know, he came came back. Uh, ate some shots against Nate too. You know, I'm again, I'm biased here, but Nate did clip him with a few shots, but yeah. already laughed off. But no, I definitely respect uh, everything Israel done over this the year. This was a hard I mean, category. Walk out. Yeah. His walkout, if we had walkout of the year, would have been Israel against Bobby. Uh, Israel had a phenomenal, phenomenal year. And can't wait to see him in uh, 2020 for sure. Yeah. So that wraps up our awards, boys. Let's do a quick summary of what happened. We got newcomer of the year, Jarzino Rosenstruck. Mm -hmm. Upset of the year, Kamara Usman. 
over Tyron Woodley. Kamaru Usman also takes our fight of the year by beating Colby Covington. Knockout of the year went to Jorge Masvidal with five-second KO over Ben Askren. Submission of the year, Bryce Mitchell's twister. And comeback story of the year, Jorge Gamebred Masvidal. So Jorge taking two awards. Thought he was going to take three, but whatever. And uh, fighter of the year goes to Israel Adesanya. I think it's very interesting that Kamar Usman took two awards, Jorge Masvidal took two awards, and we could very easily see these two fight each other, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Now, yeah, one and 2020 thing. is looking way more exciting. Wow. I mean, can't wait. Best, the biggest moment of 2020 will most likely be the first event of 2020. Exactly. This Saturday, January 18th, Conor McGregor versus Cowboy Cerrone. Boys, we got to do something this week. We will. We'll do a breakdown for sure. Buzzing. And uh, we're going to break it down for you this week before Saturday, UFC 246, Conor McGregor versus Cowboy Cerrone. So that's it for me, Jufu Gaze, at Two and a Half Fighters. Your boy Mills and Keek want to sign off for our fans. Well, I got to thank the new sponsors. I got to thank the new sponsors again. Uh, Gawi Nutrition for partnering with us. Uh, it's, it's a great moment uh, for us, you know, just three three guys just, just starting a podcast for it to get the recognition that it is, uh, gain the guests that we, we, we've gotten and we'll be getting soon. It's just a great thing working with you guys, so thank you. And we're going to be doing a definite breakdown on Cowboy and Connor. And if you guys want to get more pumped, uh, a couple hours ago, they released the UFC countdown for that fight. Yeah. So after this podcast, I'm going straight to... To my living room alone in the dark with a candle, some napkins, and I'm going to enjoy that countdown. Some wine. Bad. Some wine, some more wine, and we're going to have a lot of fun on that. So uh, Some pictures of Boraquino's body. Oh, baby. <laughs> yeah, 2019 was really good, guys. Honestly, this podcast was a really fun thing to start, and we had, we're lucky to have some great guests on. 2020 is going to be better, and you know, for everyone in MMA... Let's face it, MMA and UFC especially is better when Connor's there and Connor's in the first fight. Go watch that fucking countdown. Get ready for this event. And yeah, it's starting off great. We'll see where 220 ends. Make it happen. All right, boys. All right. Kick out. Take it easy. Ciao, boys. Ciao.